This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And I suck you up and I spit you out and I play with your babies to the scream Hello, flamethrowers. It's Shireen here, and I am joined by the lovely, indomitable, brilliant Dr. Brenda Elsie from Argentina. How are you, Bren? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. There's a lot going on here sports-wise uh, with the World Cup, the Men's World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, we are actually doing this hot take because it's a little bit, as Brenda so succinctly put it, more warm now as opposed to hot. We wanted to talk the Champs League final. And you're like, well, wait a minute, you did. But no, we want to talk the Women's Champs League final. Um, Bren, your thoughts. Well, my first thought is that every time it's a hot take, I think about pancake. Do you think about pancakes when we do hot takes or is it just me? Is that because you're thinking hot cakes? Yeah, both. It's either way. It's hot cakes, pancakes. There's some brain thing. And I'm always you know, like, I go, yum. <laughs> I go I go straight to Tabasco sauce. I don't like or like some type of chili sauce. I don't. Oh, you don't think, think hot, pancakes. spicy, hot, spicy yeah, take. Totally. Okay. Well, because like I, I, I'll usually add it to like blend food. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I, I judge restaurants that don't offer it now. I mean, IHOP offers it. I mean, everybody should offer it if IHOP. You know, I, I agree. It. I agree 100%. I could yeah. put hot sauce on hot cakes and be happy too. So I yeah, agree. We, we should do that next time we hang out. Like I think you and I would be a merge of both of us because I also do like pancakes. Why? I, I don't know what we're talking about breakfast food, but that's fine. That's totally great. It's morning. It's morning. It's morning for people who it's are who, who are listening. It's morning for us. And this is what I think about the women's champs. Like I think um, it makes France look like they're in a very very good place for next year. I think that if you look at the the scoring, at least what I saw of of Olympic Olympic, you're the French speaker. How do I say it? Uh, um, Olympique Lyonnaise. Olympique Lyonnaise. Uh, from what I saw, including Henri, it looks beautiful. I mean, they look in such good form. So, what was it? Three of the four scores came from French national players. Um, yes, in the exactly. finals. And- and I think, for those that don't know, the Women's Champs League final actually happened last week. So last Thursday, the Women's Champs League final were also in Kiev, and there was 17,000 people in attendance, like close to. And when the match started, there was a lot of people still lined up outside. And um, uh, someone who I'll quote later, Susie Rack, who is probably my favorite football writer in the UK, she's brilliant. 
um, she was there and sort of, you know, there was live tweeting going on as well. So it was a good, it was, it was a good opportunity. It was also um, being shown on BBC Two, I believe. Um, but it, it was fantastic. So the two teams in the Champs League final, the Women's Champs League final, were Wolfsburg, VLF, uh, VFL, sorry, Wolfsburg, that are, who are in the Bundesliga, they're in the German League, and Olympique Lyonnais, as, uh, as Brenda mentioned, who are undoubtedly two of the top club teams in the world. Um, now, OL had actually beat up my fave team, Manchester City, um, to, in order to get to s- clinch the spot. Now, I think it's really important to understand, like, this is a big deal for a variety of reasons. Um, first of all, we're going to, Brenda and I will, will get into this, but in terms of the, the play of the match, the, the score remained 0-0 for the, two, for the two halves. It was pretty, you know, it was pretty, I'm not going to use the word boring, but a little sober in terms of what we're used to and speed of play and, and you know, everything. But just as, as a quick recap, there actually was a goal scored, um, and Lucy Bronze, who is BBC's Footballer of the Year, uh, female Footballer of the Year, actually said they were heartbroken because it was very clear that the ball went over the line. But guess what? Women don't have goal line technology, and the ref waved it off. So that's another issue that we'll get into. And um, so it was pretty. It was it was pretty intense. And then just before uh, a extra time, Wolfsburg scored. So it was really, uh, it was really intense, and then everyone was like, "Okay, what's going to happen?" So, Bren, tell us about some of the exciting stuff that happened after that. Well, okay, so I have one question before I get into that, which is, so Wolfsburg went down a uh, a player, and I didn't see what happened at that. You know, they were at you- ten. They 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 went to ten because of red card on Wolfsburg. And yeah. what did you see that play? No, I didn't see the actual play. I mean, I was following on Twitter and stuff, and I was had it on the computer, but I didn't see when it happened. And uh, there's there was like I was trying to look for a GIF of it, and I couldn't find it immediately. So Alexandra Pop was given a red, and that's problematic for a lot of reasons because this is a final, and they're down to ten people. They're down to ten, 10 players. So. Um, I didn't see exactly what happened to answer your question, but it must have been pretty severe because I can't remember the last time I've seen a red card in a women's final. Right. Like and it would and, have been. And that was minute 95, right? And so what happens after oh. that is uh, OL just explodes at that point. So you have, you know, goals 98, yeah. 99, 103, 116. Um, and yeah, all in extra time. All yeah. in extra time and all with Wolfsburg a player down. So, you know, so it just sort of, uh, I think I read Susie's pieces too um, for The Guardian and it seems like at that point it just, you know, the, the, the shed, the watershed opens up, so to speak, you know, and probably psychologically Wolfsburg had to be pretty tired at that point. I think there was some substitutions uh, that worked out really well. Uh, It seemed like whole new energy. Not only because player well, down, but also using their bench in the in the extra time. Well, I think the other thing that's really important to know, Pernille Harder scored in extra time first for Wolfsburg. And we know Pernille Harder, she had an incredible run at the Euro. She's a Danish national. Yeah. Like she was a nominee for, uh, I think she was of the nominees, or she was named to FIFA's uh, 11. Um, incredible, incredible player. But 
<clears throat> what ended up happening was, as Brenda mentioned, Lyon came back and they just, they nailed it, like one after the other, after the other. And I was watching and I was like, I literally went to my kitchen and I came back and there were two more goals. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and I mean, the sound was still on and I was hearing, but one of the streams I have, they didn't have commentary. They just had play. So I didn't, I, I heard some noise and then I'm like, what's going on? And it was, it was, it was incredible. But, you know, that being said, there's a couple of discussions we can have. And, you know, I'd love to have with you, Brent, about this, uh, you know, for our hot takes. First of all, let's talk goal line technology. Okay. And, and the fact <laughs> that the women don't, the fact that women don't actually have it. And what I'm going to do right now is I'm actually going to read this quote. I was chatting with Susie and I asked her for a quote about it because, you know, I consider her an expert on this. And this is what she had said to me. Uh, she sent in, this is um, um, a direct quote from Susie to me. And she said, her thoughts are so much, she's just going to summarize. And she says, in a pretty dull 90 minutes, both teams were sloppy. Missed time passes in the final third were all too regular. Um, Lyon dominated through and through, but although they had broken the deadlock in the 69 minute when Le Sommet's header clearly crossed the line before being clawed away, it was at that moment with 20 minutes left that it felt like a lack of goal line technology could determine the outcome of the game. Technology afforded for the men's final two days later. Um, so, you know, when Wolfswood did score an extra time, as I mentioned, Lucy Bronze described it as heartbreaking giving the disallowed goal. And luckily the more deserving team team on the night came back to win in style but they could have wrapped it up within the 90 and with the players in particular Wolfsburg players who had played 120 minutes and penalties and in the German Cup final in the weekend getting injured at an alarming rate towards the end they could have been spared this extra exertion and these are the best two teams in the world playing in the final premier European competition and why why aren't they given the technical resources of the men yeah, wow, that's frustrating and a perfect summary of what should be said about that. I, I have no idea why they wouldn't be given the resources of the men, and we expect UEFA somehow to be to be making strides towards this, but I'm really surprised that it wasn't that it wasn't there. I mean, I didn't even realize it wouldn't be there until that happened. I mean, I think we also take for granted, like I took for granted when I was watching and I was watching it a bit bit distracted because the first, there was nothing happening at all in that sense in, in the second half. Well, I actually tuned in in the second half of the match and it was still 0-0. Zero, zero. And I, like I said, I didn't have commentary on my, which I find helpful if you can't just be sitting there stuck to the screen like I was multitasking. And I take for granted that there will be goaling technology to really, because it's in most other matches that I watch. Um, and it, it wasn't. And I, true to Susie's point, it would have saved possible injury. I mean, this needs to be said. Sarah Bouhadi, the goalkeeper for Lyon, actually played all of extra time with a broken hand. Oh, my God. Her, her fifth metacarpal um, was broken. I know. I just tweeted that out. I saw her tweet that her surgery is actually tomorrow. And I just, you know, said, bon courage, Sarah. Because, like... You know, hello, she played in the European final with a broken hand as a goalkeeper. And as a goalkeeper. Is that, I mean, yeah, I know. So, I mean, and then we think Caria said two unbroken hands and it didn't really help. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's so rude. That was such That's a burn. That was a burn on that a hot take. It was a... <laughs> I was. It was unnecessary. So bad. Like I was listening to your comments the other day. I was laughing to myself again. But no, just to say that like this is how strong 
she is and like you know sort of the the thing and the frustrating thing with Golang technologies i wonder how slow uefa is moving like they're sort of like oh well we felt 17,000 people and we should pat ourselves on the back we're done we're good like do you know what i'm saying brenda do you think that it's just everyone's lackadaisical and not moving at a pace that they need to i always think that with women's sports one thing that male dominated institutions and men will do is tell women it's getting better so just be patient and I don't understand why patience is a virtue at all when it comes to gender inequality. Like, why? Why? Why should we be patient? What has that ever gotten women? <laughs> so I, so I, hate, I hate when they say stuff like that. You know, like, oh, and so you're right. You know, pat yourself on the back one more step in a kind of, it's like, why? Why should women have to wait? for things to to work out like for resources to be captured for something they totally already deserve i don't know so i mean should we i mean should we talk a little bit about ada hergerberg and this insane record that she made by the way (laughs) Um, absolutely 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 just one one more thing i wanted to add before we move on to ada before we move on to when no wendy renal no i want to talk that because i know there's so many things we have to talk about which is why i'm so glad we did a hot take was just the fact that I'm not arguing that it should goal line technology should only be for like Champions League final. Like Olympique Lyonnais is a team for which um, Alex Morgan played, Megan Rapinoe played. Like these are the top, this is undoubtedly the top club in, in the world for women. It's regarded as such. Um, but uh, that's not what I'm saying. That should only be for the top. I think it should be all across the board. I think it should be in like like Div Two leagues. I think it should be in all leagues. Like goal line technology that's supported to the men. Because the reality is, is that they're putting in the effort, they're putting in the work, and they should be afforded the same respect. And that's really what it comes down to: is respect and respecting the game. And um, but yeah, and I'm happy to move on to Ada Hergerberg now. Like Brenda, take it away on Ada. Because I don't know. That's it. 15 goals it was a a record a record for for the champs league since its inception which i think is 2001 if i'm yes if i'm not wrong 2001 2002 uh so that is amazing she's a norwegian and i don't know what to say except that it's that it's quite it, it racks up quite an important number for her i i didn't i i haven't had my eye on her until until this tournament so i was like holy cow no i think we 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 talked about her uh euros i think we did i mean she's like definitely top goal scorer she's incredible but also um there's one more thing I want to talk about in terms of saying that like she was I hardly saw any tweets about her having this accomplishment other than from the champ women's champs league Twitter account uh-huh. and you know retweets from some people giving her nods but you're right her name is like how often do we hear about like barf 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 CR7 breaking all these records and whatever like we just we don't hear enough about the accomplishments and then people are like well no one's interested no there's a lot of people who are interested we just really need media to step up and this is a part of the segment where I complain about media because you know you know <laughs> this is just it's like it's par for the course but another thing about media that I think is really interesting and I wanted to touch on I saw tweets and although I'm like livid with Sergio Ramos uh, I can't stand him, obviously. Um, he was lauded as being the first cap. Yeah, he was being lauded um, as the first captain 
to guide a team to five Champs League wins. And we're like, uh, no, a friend of mine named Marin Ramirez actually tweeted back to, you know, she's she's in Mexico City, and she was like, no, Wendy Renard was the first captain to do this. Like, when, like, OL has, is the first team to, like, club team to get five Champs League trophies. Whether or not that's counted as valid by media is, like, another question we could have a hot take or many hot takes or flaming garbage pile takes on. But... <laughs> Every the week. reality is, every <laughs> week, they're discluding Wendy Renault's accomplishment, and she's amazing. Like, I actually teared up when she lifted the trophy. It was a beautiful moment. Like, Brenda, why does this happen, and what do we do about it? Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things that seems really tough, too. I mean, the exciting thing is we have access to women's sports. I have access, and, and Jessica's written on this recently, too. I, I mean, we have access to women's sports for in a whole new and, and more saturated way than ever before, and I love it. But that doesn't mean that journalists have the support to write these stories that make people care about women athletes because basically we care about sports when they're when there's stories when they're narratives when we get familiar with people and you know Hergerberg's a Hegerberg sorry is a great example because I I know she's won different things like uh, player of the year and a couple different things I think she was BBC's women's football of the year um, last year Right. Yeah. So Lucy, yeah. Lucy Bronze is this year. It was this year. Yeah. And and yeah. last year, I think, is that. But but I don't know anything about her. I know CR7, like the number of of, you know, different exercises he does. <laughs> like, I know a ridiculous way more than I want to know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, way yeah. more. And being in Argentina, I know what Carlos Tevez has for breakfast. Like I know a lot, but Hergerberg, man, I I don't remember anybody even going to the lengths to really interview her for a big piece or anything. So, you know, yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, she's uh, Ada Her Her Hergerberg. How is it pronounced? I'm going with Hergerberg. Hergerberg. Um, she's actually won awards in Norway, um, like, you know, Player of the Year and stuff in Norway, which I think is really important because we see this and she's won awards and accolades in Norway for being like, you know, not Norwegian of the Year, but just sort of those uh, civic accolades, which I think are really important. And similarly, we've seen Nadia Nadim win those in Denmark. She won like Dane of the Year. Yes, I will use any excuse to drop Nadia into a conversation. Um, well, we can talk about her in this tournament, too. We can talk about her. We Ooh. haven't haven't done that. Yeah, we, we haven't. Yeah, but um, I think the thing is, is that we rely it's always like football media is passing the buck off. Oh, someone will talk about it. Or someone will, will mention it. And that's not how it should work. We have a responsibility and us being burn it all down, have a responsibility to talk about this. And I have a responsibility to, to try to sort of amplify. And the best way to do that is, you know, and I was, I was remiss to not mention it during the episode we actually have, but I, I mean, I actually really like the hot take idea because then we can get into stuff like more deeply. But, um, the point is, is that why do we not see enough about it? If I didn't have access to BBC or Twitter, how would I watch women's football? How would that actually happen? And mm -hmm. in, in some places, I know NWSL, and I love them for this, has all their matches on YouTube. That's how I watch NWSL. Um, there's some Twitter live streaming that happens, um, not often, but then Facebook. I know for Man City, Manchester City, they actually offer the matches 
on their Facebook page. That's the only way to see South American Women's Club football. For the most part. Is on Facebook. I mean, you might occasionally, yeah. I mean, occasionally, if you have extensive cable, you're going to get some matches um, in Argentina and in Costa Rica. But, yeah, Facebook Live is how a lot of them do it. And and I thank them every time. (laughs) Whoever's doing it. I love you so much. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the hustle. Like, I mean, and this is the interesting thing, how we're consuming sports. This is where I look back at sports media. Why do people who are genuinely interested in watching these sports have to hustle so hard? Right. Um, I think it's, it's, it's brutal to see how, how we're, it's, it's disrespectful in my opinion. It's disrespectful to the women and the game in itself. And I am not here for that. So, Brenda, can we burn? Yeah, I think, I think, yes, we burn the hotcakes or whatever. We, the hotcakes? We burn the hotcakes. <laughs> the hot cake pancake. The hot take. Burning so, situation. Set it aflame. Yes, a burn. Burn. 100% burn. Burn. Um, so, we're just going to, you know, we want to thank everybody. And if you have thoughts on this, we want to thank all of our Patreons listening to this and everybody else listening to this. And continue to love and support women's sports. Um, Brian, do you have anything to add? Um, I, I do think we should do another hot take. I think there's a part two to this where we talk about why Nadia Nadim has struggled this year in, the, in finding her form in the Prems just so I can piss Shereen off. <laughs> Um, I don't know what you're doing here. Like, you're triggering me. Like, I don't know what's happening. I'm, I'm trying like, to do happening? like a, a a teaser. Like I'm trying to do like to be continued. Brenda and Shireen's oh football goodness, pancakes. Like, Have you seen her form? Where were you? Have you seen her form? <laughs> Did you not remember the Euros last year? Like she's technically perfect. Like, totally. That's why I'm really disappointed with what she's doing right now in Man City. But Man City was amazing. I think she's been great at Man City. Like she's been assisting and scoring cons- like cons- consistently. But that's okay. We can have another conversation. We are undoubtedly taking this conversation to WhatsApp, my friend. <laughs> I'm going to go after Brenda now. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Anyways, so that's it for this edition of Hot Take for Burn It All Down. I'm Shireen Ahmed with the lovely yet misguided Brenda Elsie. <laughs> <laughs>